What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back to Bob's Tavern Cast. I am your bartender, Jay. And I'm your bartender, Don. And Bob is out yet again because he's a slacker. Something about some weird pasta or something. I don't know. But until he gets back, we are here to tell you all about the latest and greatest in Hearthstone, Battlegrounds, World. But let's start with an in-game update, or I guess in-life update. Uh, Dragon, how are you doing this week? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, It's been a pretty good week, uh, and last weekend. So I know in the notes here you do have a little note uh, about something that I did recently announce, and that would be... Uh, my own esports team, uh, esports organization called Amber Flight Gaming. So that that's yeah. right. Woo! It's officially announced and out there. So still in the pretty early stages, getting everything set up, but trying to work as much as I can to get everything set up and really going for that. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. So this this was a huge surprise <laughs> to me because I did not know about this until I saw you go live on stream, and I was like, "Wait, what? What is happening right now? How how could you do this to me?" But I am just so excited that you are you're doing this. I plan on interviewing you eventually and asking you a thousand questions about it and why you wanted to do it and all those things. But we can't talk about that today because we have so many things to talk about. In fact, I think that might be one of our first Patreon perks. Yeah. But, yeah, no kidding, though. You said we do have a lot to talk about. But before we get to that, so how about you? I didn't even say anything about um, in-game. I'll just mention that real quick. Um, I was able to climb before the uh, patch hit today. I was able to climb into the 5400s. So I've climbed there, but you hit a milestone, which I think is super cool. So want to talk about your week? Yeah. So last week we were talking about it and my goal was to try and reach, uh, 51st place wins and as Bob kindly tweeted out earlier um, I I have like an addiction to this game Uh, I've played over 190 hours of Battlegrounds which just seems it doesn't even seem possible but but sure enough I, I have just played way too much and you know that's I guess that's that's a good problem to have, right? Yes, I'm I'm a little jealous. Um, did you have access for that first week before, like, from initial to before everybody had it? I okay. did, I did. I I got I pre-ordered, so I was able to get um, the early early access, and that that did give me a good head start. 
But I think the other thing was I had said that I was trying to make Murlocs work. Uh, and this was before Murlocs were absolutely bananas ridiculous. And I actually did get that 50th win with Murlocs. I was running George and I did the Divine Shield Poison Murloc thing. And yeah, like the Holy Grail with the gentle Megasaur and definitely hit it. Now, I will say that there's a big difference because I'm only at 4,300 while you're at uh, much higher, you know, at 5,400. So I will say that maybe the caliber of players that I'm, I'm playing against aren't as skilled. Uh, but now I have a new goal. I'm, I'm going for 300 top four finishes and I'm almost there. I'm actually, I'm at two, I want to say it was like 287 last I checked. And after that, I will start focusing on getting to 5k. I think the big thing with that is that's just less games played. Like I am, I am trying to just spam games and I think now it's going to be playing less, but focusing more. Yeah, George, George and Murlocs are just, are bay. George, George with Murlocs are bay. That's all I gotta say. Oh man, I don't know. We, we'll talk about my bay when uh, we get to it in the notes, because she's back and I am excited. And I, I can't wait to go back in and uh, fix the dashboard, the uh, the Bob's Tavern dashboard, which I've been working on. And I've got a bunch of stuff that I need to add. I've been kind of slacking this week, but that has been us. Wow. There's, there's actually some podcast news. Uh, we got our first five star rating in iTunes, which is Yay! awesome. So thank you. It, it didn't look like there was a message. And if there was, for some reason, Apple wouldn't let me view it. So if you gave us a five star rating, you can DM the Twitter account, Bob's Tavern HS, or if you're in Discord, you can just shoot me a message. More than happy to give you a shout out, um, but thank you so much. Also, the reception for the first episode has been so good, and I I was I was stunned. I was like, uh, if if you don't know, all of the Hearthstone podcasters are like friends, and they're all in the same Discord channels and and everything. And I was like bragging not not really bragging but just saying like oh my god this is so awesome we've i've never done a i've done a ton of podcasts and i've never done a podcast that did so well on their first episode as far as downloads go so thank you so much for everyone that showed up everyone that tweeted everyone that got people to listen everyone that gave us shout outs we'll have plenty of time to to talk about that later uh but we are doing something for our patrons. Uh, this week, there was so much to talk about. Like, we're going to talk about, are Murlocs broken? Short answer, yes. Yes, they are. Uh, there there were so many other things. We were talking about, like, the idea of uh, other types of competitive games in Battlegrounds, or game types. Uh, we were talking about what Blizzard has to do to keep the balance between arena battlegrounds and standard and wild you know how do you manage all of that but luckily for us we got hit with this patch today but otherwise we wouldn't have known what to focus on there were so many things so we've decided that we're going to start doing weekly polls uh for all of our patron or all of our patreon patrons at all levels so whether it's just a dollar a month or 
Um, even at the six star minion level of, of $20 a month, everybody gets an option. Everybody gets the chance to vote for this if you're a patron. And I know that it, it often seems kind of, eh, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to spend your money or maybe you can't. We understand the reason why we made it only for patrons. And I, I outlined this in a little blog post that I'll put in the show notes was that often we hear so many critiques or so many suggestions from people that it's hard to know if it's coming from people who just want to make suggestions or people who are actually invested in watching, you know, the show, whether we're streaming or if you're listening in the podcast. So, uh, just knowing, like, if you can give a dollar or whatever a month, like that, that would mean a lot to us. But it also helps us continue to grow, and it lets us know that okay, you are invested in seeing the podcast improve and and get better. And that's important because someone just got some new equipment. Yeah, my my husband uh, actually got me another. He's spoiling the crap out of me this year, but. He got me another early Christmas present, which is an actual mic. I've just been using the microphone in my headset, but yeah, he got me, uh, it's a blue Yeti Nano and the whole like arm extension and the, the pop filter and all that stuff. So I feel fancy and, and all official now. So hopefully also the audio quality is much improved. We did get some feedback about that. So um, I'm hoping that the audio is good as well going forward, then that'll help us improve the show in, in another way. I, I definitely think that it, it will be a thousand times better. I can already hear a difference. So I'm excited. Uh, but again, we keep talking about all of this. Oh, one more thing about that. Uh, I know we've been talking about, Oh, just give us money on Patreon. If you can't totally understand, you can still be a part of our discord. Our discord is absolutely free. We do have some patron only channels in there, but for the most part, most of the conversation is happening outside of those channels in our general channel and our screenshots, uh, tales from the tavern, which we'll get to later. Uh, so yeah, if, if you can't subscribe or you don't want to, but you still want to reach out to us or connect with us, you absolutely can. You can do so on Twitter and on discord, but it is time to talk about some battleground news. And the news this week, there was an MMR change again. Um, we just found out about this about 20 minutes before we started recording, but the, the too long didn't actually, we can, I have the link here. We can just pull it up. Uh, basically there was an MR, MM, MMR change that was accidentally found. Um, however, it was going to happen eventually. So it, it sounds like, uh, most in from the developer side of things that they were working on a bunch of different things. And whenever they put in a patch, they decide what they're going to put in and what they're going to leave out to keep working on. And this was apparently supposed to be left out, but it stayed in. But the problem was players that were at a super high MMR were playing against people that were much, much lower than them. So it was easier for them to place higher. And because of that, they would keep climbing and climbing and climbing. So what they did is they basically imposed a penalty for higher level players so that if you play someone that is outside of a thousand rating below you, 
So if you're a 6,000 MMR player and you play someone that's at 5,000, you'll get about 99 or not 99, 90% of the points if you win. So you'll get a 10% hit on your wins. But if you lose, oh, sorry. Uh, let's see, in the old system, you would have you would have gotten 90% of your points for first place. But in the new system now, you only get about 50. So, and when you lose, I do believe people were saying that the drop-off is also pretty steep. So, if you get last place, so if you land eighth place when playing seven players with an average of MMR below you, you now lose a lot more points than before. So, it's... We had someone talk about losing like 500 points in like three games, which is bonkers. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. They definitely, yeah, they the post um on the forums was from uh, Chris Sierra, which I, I'm pretty sure that's um he's kind of known as Chris Atlas on Twitch and Twitter. Um, but yeah, it's they didn't want this to go live yet, but they did and they kept it in. So then they put out the post talking about the changes. And the way that I'm kind of seeing this is, to me, it feels very similar to kind of the power level. And when I have to do, oh, what is it called? Like, when they have to do a squish in WoW... <laughs> You know, yeah. when, when all of these stats and all of the numbers start getting way too big. Um, I mean, I was actually looking at the uh, the rankings, I think this morning or last night. There are several people who were already over 11,000. That just seems crazy, but it's so far. And yeah, and there was a there was a Reddit post that I feel kind of ties in with this that someone shared as well in our Discord uh, that was saying... If you are above 5,000 rating, you are actually, what was it, 96.7%. You're like above 96.7% of the player base. And if you are at 4,300, you're above 80%. So that tells you that the people who are at 11,000, like they're way above. So the majority of the player base is, you know, probably I would guess 35 to 4 somewhere in in that range, you know, maybe the, the 4,200, but yeah, I don't know. To me, this just kind of feels like a squish, like things, numbers were getting out of control and they were kind of like, they need to squish it down a little bit. Uh, They didn't want to do it this soon, but we'll, we'll see how that starts to affect things. It's, it's going to feel real bad if you're way above that, that 5k. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you, you kind of feel like you're just come crashing down. So We'll see if they change it yet again and go back on it, or I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, and and I'm really interested in how they're planning on uh, doing this MMR normalization. Like, if they're just going to try to keep, uh, I guess, punching at uh, the people who are playing at such a high level that they just keep dropping. Cause I feel like that, that would feel bad. Like if you get fourth or fifth place and you still drop, uh, I mean, even when I get fifth place, I'm kind of hoping that I, I, you know, gain a little bit, but I mean, when you don't, it, it's kind of whatever, but like if you get fifth place and you drop 200 points or something like that, that would feel terrible. I would almost rather them say like, Hey, we're readjusting MMR. And this is your new adjusted rating and somehow tell you 
what percentage of players you pl- you like reach and if you're in the top 200 then give you like your hey you're currently 32nd you know or something like that uh, I feel like that would be the the easier way to handle it instead of just saying like oh you're at 11,000 you wake up the next morning and now you're at like five and you're like oh well this sucks I'm not doing this but I definitely don't think it's it's not a, a deal breaker again this only applies to people who are playing above 5,000 MMR. Uh, and even then, the closer you are to 5,000, the less likely you're going to be playing against seven opponents that are a 1,000 rating below you. And, and and like Dragon said, I mean, if you're in the top 5%, which unfortunately, that's going to be the people who are, you know, listening to podcasts about Hearthstone Battlegrounds, but... You got to you have to remember that that sometimes the people who are the most passionate are usually at the top and it feels bad for them but it also like feels terrible when you're one of those like 3k or you know 4k players and you have to play against someone that's at 9k like I'm kind of glad they don't tell you that because that would make me very very upset uh just being someone who who isn't at that high of a of a skill level yet. Yeah, and I do kind of wonder if they might readjust or reevaluate how it makes the map, you know, the matchmaking itself, I guess. Um who it's pairing you up against if they decrease the range that of people you can get paired up with, you know, it might make queue times a little bit longer, but maybe that would actually help, you know, be a little more accurate. I don't know. I don't think they've revealed what the actual range is. You know, it just says that it tries to pair you against people who were close to your your rating, but we don't really know what that means. And if they're saying, yeah, there's a disparity of a thousand rating, well, yeah, in some of those areas, that could be huge. So I'm not really sure. Maybe they'll adjust the way that the matchmaking works and maybe that'll also kind of help a little bit. Yeah, I do wonder about that. But I, I think all in all, again, we I can't emphasize enough this game is still in beta. Like there will be adjustments made. Um so don't don't bring out the pitchforks just yet. Uh but I am so excited about the next bit of news because this is where we're gonna be for the next God knows how long, because there was a lot that came out today. So let's break into more news. So the Hearthstone patch, the December 5th or the Descent of Dragons patch, the DOD patch. DOD patch sounds kind of scary because that's like the American government patch or something. Uh, Full disclosure, I used to work for the Department of Defense because I was in the military, but you know, so yeah, the the Hearthstone patch for today or for Descent of Dragons has dropped, and oh boy, there is a ton of battlegrounds info. Let's start with kind of a warning that was given by the Hearthstone development team. With this update, players on low-end devices may experience degraded performance. We're continuing our efforts to address this issue and optimize Hearthstone Battlegrounds, and we'll have more time to share soon. So, Dragon, I remember you 
mentioned you were trying to work on your APM. You don't play that much on mobile, do you? Um, it's probably not half and half, but I do play some on mobile. Uh, just, you know, laying in bed or whatever. You know, sometimes I'm like, I just do not feel like sitting at the computer, but I want to play. Um, it definitely does make me change, you know, decisions sometimes. Like, I won't pick certain heroes. Um, I might pick maybe slightly more of a, an average or okay hero as opposed to somebody who I think might be better. Um, Daryl is definitely the one that, that comes to mind. But yeah, some of the other ones can be tricky to play on mobile. Um, but I think in the future they're going to be coming out with stuff. Uh, I have an S9, so not like the most up-to-date phone, but it still does pretty well. Uh, so, you know, this is more so, I, I would guess, probably even less quality than what I have. But Yeah, I'm thinking if you're playing on devices that are, you know, four or five years old, uh, that are kind of at, or if you're playing on a device that maybe isn't, uh, running, you know, the latest specs or I guess up to standard specs, then you might see a problem. But I, I don't think this is addressing or this is talking about some of the issues that I've seen on mobile, which I, I play ma- the majority of my games on mobile. So for me, I, I always feel like I am struggling to to get all of my actions done in time. But I will say that I think there are a lot of um, other issues that need to be addressed before this. And I think that this is just something that when you're playing on an older device, you're going to run into. Uh, it just happens. I mean... I, not to not to tell people like get over it or anything, but like I, I definitely understand like if you have a device and you're trying to play a game that you could normally play on, and you go to this one particular game mode and it's difficult for you, it it sucks. But at the same time, it is the way of beta. Like it is. I, that's actually I think I'm going to change the show title to "That's a Lot," but it's still in beta. <laughs> like because that is that's kind of the the theme of this uh, episode is just everything that they're doing is to test and see what happens. So your MMR takes a big hit. They're testing to see what happens. They're testing to see if that's a great way to normalize MMR. If your iPhone 4S that you have that's, you know, seven years old is not playing Hearthstone at the top level. They're collecting that information because they want to make the game more approachable for everyone. You know, we're both in America, so uh, Galaxy S9, I have an iPhone 11, um, whatever, 11-something-something words, but the the rest of the world doesn't... I, I think, like, India plays on... Like, they use iPhone SEs. Um, we're coming from a very high position of privilege and most of the people that listen to this show are also coming from that position. So again, you're dealing with a beta betas are going to break stuff. You have to accept that by, you know, joining the beta, but at the same time, this they're trying to address issues that affect people across the board, not just the 1%. 
Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like you mentioned, though, the the other issues, they've already said that they are working on that or that they have things in mind to be working on. But yeah, this little update, little note that they put in there is specifically just about the low end devices. But um, yeah, I, I don't feel like I really have anything else to add on that. Awesome. Well, with, with that out of the way, we got a bunch of stuff, including new heroes, including a hero that represents my favorite card in the game of Hearthstone, Edwin Van Cleef, uh, with the ability Sharpen Blades, costs one and gives a minion plus one, one for each minion you've bought this turn. Now, I know you were talking about getting your APM on. I feel like this is like an APM fantasy here. Tokens for days. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So I actually did. I managed to play right after the patch came out. I got two Battlegrounds games in before I had to go to work uh, and then rush home, set up my new mic and then record the show. But one of the games I did get to play with Edwin. It was fun. Also, I did. I was curious when I first read this. So like you mentioned, it costs one and then give a minion plus one plus one for each minion you've bought in this turn. It is a target hero power. You get to choose yes. which minion it goes on. Oh my god. Ah. I got a couple of amalgams and I was just selling and buying stuff like a madwoman. And then I was like, okay, buff up my amalgam. Okay, next turn. Oh, buff up the other amalgam. Oh man, it was fun. I I haven't gotten to play with it yet, but I am so excited. I will be doing, I'll be streaming a little bit after this, and you better believe if we see Edwin, we're insta-locking Edwin Van Cleef. Uh, but the next one, I'll let you uh, do the honors of introing it. All right. Well, I've, I feel like uh, she's the total badass woman of First Stone, so I, I think she's in that group with us, but... Uh, Sylvanas Windrunner! Yes! So her hero power is Banshee's Blessing. Uh, Cost zero. Remove a friendly minion to give adjacent minions plus one, plus one. Uh, I definitely saw her being played in a lot of games, but I did not get to actually play her yet myself. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about this one yet. It's, It's interesting. The whole remove a friendly minion is completely new, so... I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like you're going to have to be prepared. Like, you're going to have to plan when playing her. Like, it's not something where it's like, oh, here's a token, grab a token, play the token, get rid of the token, now hit a hero button and, you know, and I hit your hero power and, like, boost up a minion. Like, you're going to have to, from turn one, be making decisions for, okay, I'm getting this card so that when I remove it, it will be okay. And one of the things I like about this, this plays right into Menagerie so well because there are oftentimes you get an Amalgam and then you get a Zubot or you get like, a, I think it's a Menagerie Menace. And from there, you're just like, yes, okay, I'm going to get rid of these cards anyway. So by placing them in the right uh, spot, you're able to continuously uh, buff those minions and kind of give them also a second buff on top of that. Yeah. And I don't know if, if you've seen this or if anybody's confirmed the way that I read this though, remove a friendly minion 
Uh, that's not the same as selling, right? So really? I, I, that's the way I read it. I don't think you get coins for that. I think it just removes it. I don't, otherwise it would say sell, right? Or like choose a friendly so, minion to sell or something. I don't know. I, I feel like you don't get I, coins for that. Oh my goodness. Okay, so that's that's not as good then. Yeah, if <laughs> if it works the way that I'm reading it, then I don't feel like it's as good. But if you still get the coin for selling that unit, then holy crap, yeah, like that's totally worth it. But if you don't, then I feel like, you know, what's the point? You know, like you have to choose whether you want the buff on the adjacent minions or if you want the coin. I guess since it is like a cost, it definitely is a probably a play. And I guess I'm guessing you're probably not going to get the coin for that. That would make a lot more sense. But I still think the it's still the same because especially if you have 10 mana and you're able to, I mean, in a perfect world, buff adjacent minions or buff minions three times, you could you could play it, you know, play a menagerie buff, sell it, play a menagerie buff, sell it, play the last menagerie buff, and then hit your hero power and still get all of those buffs plus the extra buff. I don't think that that really changes anything other than the amount of bonus you get. Yeah, I think it I think it makes it a little bit more situational of when you want to use it. Plus, you can only use it the once it doesn't refresh, you know, so you only get to use it once per turn. So maybe there is a little bit right. of, you know, kind of back and forth debate there on when to use it. But overall, I think it it seems okay. It's definitely interesting and something a little different than what we've seen. That makes a ton of sense to me. All right. Let's move on to the next one here, which is Arch Villain Rafam, which I did get to play. I actually got third place with Rafam. Uh, cost one, next combat, add a plain copy of the first minion you kill to your hand. Uh, note this is an unbuffed, non-golden copy. And, and that is, it's, it's interesting, uh, just playing it. It's not something that you want to try to build a strategy around. I did get an amalgam a couple of times off of it, which was kind of nice, but at the same time, it, the one thing that I wasn't sure about was, does it add that minion from the pool of minions, or does it, like, if you if you pull a card that way, are you taking it out of the minion pool, or are you just generating that card? Um, I, I don't think either one really matters all that much, but I do think that it's something to think about, uh, because if you are getting that card, that doesn't mean that your odds of completing uh, and getting your golden copy change at all but or if it does it might actually make it harder but of course you know that's kind of the way the game goes the one thing i will say about it is it's it's one of those um hero powers that i used a lot to just generate currency uh basically i would leave a spot intentionally open leave it like have a fifth spot or fill it with a minion that didn't really mean anything that i was going to get rid of or i was going to sell and then each turn, I would sell that minion, get a, you know, buy what I wanted to buy, get my coins, sell that minion, play the minion that I got from them, sell it, at least sell one to get that free hero power. So it kind of just recycles itself. And then every once in a while, you would take something that was of value. But I, I think that it's just one of those cards that's going to help you, you know, continuously have 
some economy, some extra economy that you can use. Yeah, this was one. I didn't get to test this. Now, just me off reading this, my mind is like, holy crap, this seems really good. I, I don't know if I'm misinterpreting it, but now maybe since you played it, you can confirm or, or um, maybe deny. I don't know this. Um, but so it says next combat, add a plain copy of the first minion you kill to your hand. So is that right. your own minion that dies or the first thing on their board that you that you kill? It's the first thing on their board. Their board. So okay, that's what any, I thought. Yeah, so the the first minion that drops on their board, it, it literally, like, during combat, you just, you see it generate in your hand. And it, I don't know, like I said, it's it's one of those things that because it's so random, uh, you can get lucky, you can play around it. Uh, I, I With my, the way I set it up, I did a uh, amalgam with Divine Shield and Poison, and it hit their, you know, if it hit one of their their taunt minions, well, then I knew I was going to get their taunt minion because of the poison. Um, the other thing that I did at the end is I switched to Zap, and, you know, with Zap Slywick, you have the ability to target the lowest attack minion, which is often, you know, like a, a hyena or... Um, like Light Fang Enforcer or... Yeah, like Light Fang or Rivendare, yeah. so... Yeah, like if you can, you can really take advantage of that in the end game. But often when you're doing that, you already have a strategy like that you're executing on. So it's not like it's, I don't think it's, it's like earth shattering, broken or anything. But at the same time, like I said, I think more than anything, it allows you to have basically 11, 11 coins uh, each turn. Uh, but of course, you're spending one of those coins to hit your hero power. So uh, I, I think it is if you had if because I know with like Nefarian, if you do like okay, get three minions, hit the button. Uh, with Revom, you can get three minions, hit the button, and there's still an extra coin. So if you wanted to to refresh your minion pool, you could without being punished too much for it. Yeah, one thing that I noticed with the Edwin, and I'm kind of wondering if it's the same with with Rafam and maybe even some of the other ones that just have actual cost for the hero power. It's not passive or cost zero, but they they feel awkward in the early parts of the game. Um, the game I played with Edwin earlier, it was like, well, I kind of tried to use it as much as possible, of course, just to see. And plus, I was like, amalgams, buffing my amalgam, but. It it felt a little weird because, you know, in, on turn six, let's say you're wanting to buy two units. You want to buy two things. Well, you don't have an extra coin to use. Um, but, you know, so it's like, when do you use that? When are you wanting to weave that in? You know, are you using that instead of refreshing and putting a freeze on the board? Or, you know, it it's just kind of deciding when is the best to weave that in. And, you know, again, with like Edwin, and like you were saying, kind of with the randomness of Rafam, that one that you're spending, well, maybe it's beneficial or, or a small benefit, but kind of late game, it might start to fall off. And if you're not buying like 10 units, how how much worth it is it? You know, is it worth that? Maybe, you know, maybe is plus four plus four on a minion worth it to to spend that 
probably with Edwin. But yeah, I'm not sure with Rafam how often you'll use that. I guess it's uh, going to be kind of like a test and see. Yeah, and, and I, I definitely think it is situational. I mean, if you're if you're trying to just keep up, you're going to probably want to just save, you know, not use the hero power. You're going to want to go ahead and just play and play to catch up. Uh, but when you do have a lead and you want to kind of maintain that lead, or if you are kind of leading the pack, I mean, luckily the game that I played, I was um, in the top three for the most part of the game. So it was like, okay, I can kind of, I'm just kind of going with the flow. I was able to just hit, you know, just hit the hero power just because I, I had what I was looking for. I didn't really, I wasn't like hunting for something else. Let's jump over to the heroes leaving. Um, wow. So many heroes leaving. My goodness. Patches the pirate. Um, you know, I'm not going to miss patches. I'm just going to be honest. I patches is one of those uh, heroes that I just never could really figure out. Uh, but I saw a, a lot of people play him, and yeah, honestly, not not gonna miss it one bit. Yeah, um, I'm just gonna run through the list here real quick. So five heroes are leaving: uh, Patches the Pirate, Bartendatron, uh, Pyramid, Professor Putricide, and Trade Prince Gallywix. Um, yeah, honestly, I I avoided Pyramid. You know, pure well, bad? yeah, pure bad. That that was, is terrible. I was like, no, I never picking him. Never. I liked. I liked Pyramid. I'm oh, sorry. So it might bad. be the unpopular opinion, but I I could do decent with him. I wouldn't like if I had better options. I would definitely go with the other options. But I definitely wasn't like out of all of these. I think the only one that I'm really gonna miss is probably Bartendotron, just because. Being able to jump ahead uh, in your leveling gives you access to the pool before anyone else. And that is so important when you're hitting, like, when you're trying to reach uh, Light Fangs or when you're trying to, when, especially when you try to hit, like, level six. Uh, level five and level six to me are the most important. And sometimes level four, too, like, if you want to get a uh, Cave Hydra early. Yeah. I, I can see that. I don't know. I th I think for me, Bartendatron, after the other changes when Mel bleh, Maleficent Manastorm went away and they they made the initial changes, um, Bartendatron fell off for me. I, I feel like he just kind of lost a lot of his power. Um, I think he was better when you were trying to keep up, like he said, keep up with the other heroes that were kind of jumping ahead and had the bonuses. But yeah, they nerfed Toki, they removed Maleficent, and I don't know, to me, Bartendatron just kind of fell off after that. All of these kind of feel like they've just been kind of in the middle or at the lower end. So I, I, I can definitely understand them leaving. Um, but speaking of Maleficent, it's kind of interesting. They are bringing two of the heroes back. One of them being Mal Maleficent, Manastorm, and the other, uh, Lich Bazel. Yeah, that is... So, Lich, Lich Bazel is my... That's my bae. Like, that is my insta-lock. I was so mad when they got rid of her. 
I'm glad she's back. I I don't know. Maybe I'm just a masochist and I enjoy dealing damage to myself. I I don't know. It it seemed to always work out for me. Like I felt like I I felt like I was always doing really well with Lich Pazel, but uh the one thing I noticed with this, and I, I think the only reason they're returning heroes is that because they introduced three and they wanted to maybe work on these five, they kind of needed to bring two back just to keep it at 24. The The other thing that I'm noticing with this is they didn't take anyone from the top this time. Last time it was some from the top, some from the bottom. This time it looks, it, it seems like it's just characters from the bottom and not from the top like Bran I know they just introduced Bran but Bran I mean they just introduced all of these heroes not even a month ago but you know Bran's still there Daryl's still in there uh I feel like this definitely is like a hey we're gonna take this out so that we can make adjustments uh test those adjustments see what happens and then le- then maybe reintroduce them at a later time uh whenever we have more heroes yeah, absolutely. And um you know, it's it's interesting that you say that because I I wonder if these are like some of the least chosen heroes and that's why they feel like, you know, okay, well, like people aren't really picking these, so maybe they do need to make some adjustments. But yeah, speaking of adjustments, they reintroducing those two heroes and then the few um but they, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit on our notes, haha. <laughs> but they actually did make some changes to several of the heroes, including Maleficent and uh, Lich, because I feel like they maybe were either too strong in some cases or not strong enough. So they, they did make some adjustments. So for Maleficent, uh, her, her, Hero power, her passive used to be all mechs in Bob's Tavern get plus one, plus one. And now it's only all mechs in Bob's Tavern get plus one attack. So they don't get the additional health. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's probably still going to be fine. Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily... I, this This patch was Nerf City. Like, I even put that in our notes. Like, this this was straight up Nerf City. Like... Four or see what six different items got nerfed. Only one thing got buffed. Uh, I think what they were noticing is that there is a huge power uh, spike. Uh, just going over some of the other ones here. Uh, Patchwork. His health started at sixty. Now it's down to fifty. Um, AFK's proca- uh, procrastinate. This one is huge. This one to me makes AFK no longer like. An insta lock for me. Oh yeah, you skip the first two. You skip the first two turns like before, but instead of getting a tier three and a tier four, you now get two tier threes. Um, we'll definitely come back to that in a second. Uh, Rat King. Um, now, whenever you hire a beast, instead of being plus one plus two, now it's just plus one plus one. I think that's fine. Uh, I was actually wondering why they gave it plus one plus two before, and then um, Akazamzarak. Is it is now harder to get ice block consecutively, and they removed hand of salvation as one of the secrets that you could get. Uh, funny story about this earlier today, uh, I posted this in the Discord. I pulled three ice blocks in a row. 
Yeah, I don't think I've ever even seen three ice blocks in a single game. I've seen two, let alone consecutive. The thing that made this even better, and this this would have been a tell from the tavern had I actually pulled out a win, but I didn't. I was in the top two, so it was the final the final two. I pulled an ice block. I was like, "Sweet, okay, I got time to time to figure it out." Played ice block, lost that round. Second turn, hit it again. Hey, look, another ice block. I'll grab that. He's going to be ticked. And then, you know, played it again, lost that round again, and like still trying to figure it out. Okay, third time, I was like, maybe I'll get lucky. Sure enough, ice block there again. I'm like, oh my goodness, this like screenshot, like, okay, I've got to pull this out. And then like the fourth time, I didn't get it and I lost again. Like, uh, yeah, but it was just one of those things that, beforehand i probably would not have said anything i would have been like oh that doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal yeah it's totally a big deal (laughs) so yeah that's definitely uh i i'm not sure i feel like maybe i don't know i a lot of people i don't think really are super keen on him anyways so maybe his his rate that he's being played is going to decrease after this change. Um, but speaking of that, you did mention AFK and yeah, her change. I said earlier that I played two games before I had to go to work earlier. One of them was with Edwin and the other of course was with AFK because I love AFK and yeah, I felt that change immediately. It's like, Oh, this hurts. And it probably does feel more fair, but Dang, if I uh, don't want AFK to be fair. <laughs> I, I think the thing with this is the the heroes that they nerfed were the ones that if you saw them, you got them. You automatically locked them. And I think that that made, that made it feel uh, like... I mean, the fact that there are already tier lists, they're saying like, oh, this is tier one, this is two, tier two, three, and four. I think their goal is to make it so that every hero is tier one or tier two. And it, it's kind of one of those theories of like, if every hero is tier four, no hero is tier four. Um, I think as long as you have all of the options to choose from, you have to make sure that every hero, if played properly, has a chance. And that's the thing with patchwork. Patchwork, I didn't have to play well with patchwork to get top four. Like, I just had to play, basically. Like, that extra 20 health is so big, especially in the first few rounds. You can level up before everybody else. Like, you can literally just take damage, like okay, I know that this card isn't as powerful in the early game, but it's going to scale well, and who cares if I take damage at the beginning because I got plenty of it to spare. I think just dropping it 10 health is going to do a lot. It's going to make it so that you at least have to think about how you're going to play patchwork instead of uh, just being like, well, whatever, I'll just do my thing. Yeah, for sure. I also do want to mention that something you said uh, if. <laughs> When everyone is super, no one will be. And there is your Incredibles quote, because the Incredibles are amazing, and I love those movies. But yeah, I totally, I was 
probably laughing. So if anybody's watching this stream, they saw me laughing when you said that. That's why, because it just made me think of that. Um, yeah, I think they're just trying to balance, kind of like you said, they're just trying to get everything kind of on par so that it's not like a... You kind of feel like you have the option to play whichever heroes you want to. It's not just, oh, well, yeah, I'm like me. Oh, well, I'm not picking Pyramid, so I guess I'm going to play one of these other heroes. And, you know, or every time uh, we did get another part of this patch is uh, they added in the first part of the stats. So for anybody that has 10 DOD packs, you uh, have access to your uh, stats. And I was looking at mine. I opened it up as soon as the patch hit, and it does show you your top five heroes by games played and your top five heroes by wins. And AFK is at the top of both of those lists for me. Uh, I had 39 games played with her before this patch hit total and 23 first place wins out of those 39 games. So definitely, definitely a big a big thing for me. So like I said, yeah, I, I felt that as soon as I picked her earlier, it's like, Oh no, it's not quite as good, but yeah, I think they're just trying to get everything on par. For me, AFK was second only to the curator who, uh, yeah, I've, I play, I insta-lock curator still. That's, I don't know, amalgams or, or everything. And, and with that, I mean, I'm rocking like 50%, you know, 51% win rate, with AFK and the curator both. But the one card that actually before we go to that, let's talk about the one hero that they buffed. My girl, Lich, she now only takes two damage, which uh I mean I I think it's okay. I, I what it's it kind of is what it is. I think that as long as it doesn't cost anything, it's still going to be broken. Uh, one of the the things that I like to to say, and I even do this in standard, like it it isn't you don't lose until your your health is at zero. And there are so many times I've come back in one with four health, and like just being able to get your demons on board and matching this with one of the new cards that we'll talk about, floating watcher is going to be stupid. Like, it is going to be so broken. Uh, just dealing a little bit of damage to yourself, I, I honestly think that this... It isn't going to make her the best hero in the game, but it is going to make her very, very hard to not pick. Yeah, it, it'll be pretty interesting, and like you said, in combination. Um, but... It, it really does just reminisce of Warlock in general, right? In Warlock in Standard or Wild. Uh, it's just trying to use your health as a resource, but I think the three health was, was a bit too much. So we'll see. I I think the two damage is probably going to be pretty good. I think if it were only one damage, it might be too good. But yeah, so maybe two is the, da is the, uh, the balance. Maybe they just need to change it differently i i would actually like to see more cards that are a big trait of you have to take damage but i mean like that's one of the things like at at level one if you can if you can get a good you know a good start and whatnot better start than a two four with taunt um you know 
if I see vulgar, you know, homunculus, I'm going to grab it every time because the two damage isn't that big of a deal. Uh, but I would wonder what that would look like, you know, six or seven turns in when you're at level four, you're at level five, and you're you're having to make those decisions of like, okay, I might get hit for 15 damage, but if I take this three or four damage now, it's going to put me in a better position so that maybe I don't take as much damage in the next few turns. Yeah, and I'm not sure how often the one coin is going to make a difference, but... Uh, well, ah, it's never the one coin. It's the one coin that I've saved up and done seven times, <laughs> so <laughs> it's the seven coins yeah. at the end. That makes sense, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's a little interesting. I think they could do a lot with the damage or you know, using your health as a resource kind of thing. Um, you know, even something similar to Yogg. Like maybe if you use the hero power, take some damage, and maybe you get one of the random units or something. Um, that could be pretty interesting as well, I think. But um, yeah, like you said, we do have one uh, card as well that got a change in addition to the heroes so do you want to take that away yeah so a lot of people have been saying like menagerie build is probably the strongest build in the game and i definitely agree but one of the key cards in this comp is light fang enforcer uh, at the end of your turn give a friendly mech beast murloc and demon Plus two, plus two. So you could literally, if you had every single card on the board, you'd be giving out up to eight damage and eight defense on each turn. Uh, they've reduced that now that you give them plus two, plus one. I mean, honestly, I would have been okay if they made it plus one, plus one, just because of how, because of the fact that it's happening repeatedly. Uh, especially when you have like, um, I forgot, is it Iron Sensei that, gives 2-2 two, two to just mechs. I would like to see this done. Like, Beasts has it. Murlocs now have it. But Demons... This was, like, the thing that added Demons, and it also made Menagerie a thing. Honestly, I feel like they should just get rid of this card. I don't know. I feel like I feel like 2-1 versus 2-2 two, two is not going to make much of a difference. If they made it, uh, like, a level 6 card, maybe, but then you're kind of like, well... I'm at endgame. I don't really want to get rid of most of the stuff that I have. Like, I feel like this card just doesn't fit in Battlegrounds like they wanted it to. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit different. I, I like it, and I think the the change is good, but I'm just not sure if it's enough. Because I, I still think it's going to be pretty good at plus two, plus one. Yeah, so it'll still get played. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I think like when they changed uh, Junkbot to you know level five, people still play it, but it's definitely it doesn't give you that big boost. Like you're not hitting people, you know, for twenty because of Junkbot anymore. And I, I think it just made it balanced. I think for Lightfang Enforcer, you either make it one one or at the end of the day, you just get rid of it. I think having all of the, like having Zubai, having Menagerie Magician, uh, you're still going to be able to buff a ton of your cards. I I don't know how they can improve on this other than, like I said, just making it 1-1. And the one thing that I would like to see is less Menagerie builds. I feel like 
everyone goes menagerie because you have to. And then you just kind of like that's your mid game strat. You go menagerie, you get to end game, and then whatever the more you know tier five, tier six minions that you get, whatever tribe you get from them, you kind of focus on that. I would like to see more battle cry strats. I would like to see more death rattle strats. Uh, I kind of like to see less murloc strats because oh my goodness, those things are broken. But I think that this card is too good to fit in a game where you really need things to be balanced. I feel like it just it just takes things out of balance completely. Yeah, I think one thing too for me is that not only does it give good stats, but it also hits four different things, whereas the different, mm-hmm. you know, Zuba, Menagerie, Magician uh, only hit three. So I think if they removed one, I also saw a lot of other people talking about this, that, you know, potentially if they just removed the mech buff and made it Beast, Murloc, Demon, that that could help. Um, I I think even if they just made it a three instead of four different things, that could be good. Um, Or honestly, I would love to see them add in a fifth type, a fifth, um, what are they called? Um... Tribe. tribe yeah thank you so i mean if we had four things and you could only buff three you know maybe if they added in a fifth and removed one of the four here then that could balance it and make things a little more interesting i, I mean dragons are coming hopefully dragons yeah you, you would think that they're they're about to happen and i mean on top of that when you have I, I think you need a card that is like Mech Beast Murloc. Then you need one that's Beast Murloc Demon. Then you need one that's Mech Murloc Demon. Like make it so that you're able to buff all but leave one out, and that way you don't feel as bad. Or maybe just do like buffing two Mech and Beast Murloc and Demon Murloc and Beast Murloc and Mech or whatever. I don't think that there needs to be a card that buffs everything, and if you do have that card i think it just needs to be like a one-time thing i don't need because i mean at the at the end game like when you have tier five tier six how many times is light fang enforcer really going to buff and and i might be just it may just be the meta that i'm playing in but when i'm playing light fang gets two three turns and then all of a sudden i have to make a decision of what i'm going to get rid of and usually it's light fang because everything else on the board is you know, 2030 or, you know, higher level. So I think if they just made it like a single battle cry, you gain, even if it's plus three, plus three to all of those things, and it's a single time battle cry, I think that's still better than just making it look good and then having it kind of fall off at the end. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little... Maybe it maybe it's not going to be as impactful, or maybe it's going to be more impactful than I think it is. Um, it's really just going to be watching the streams and testing it out over the next week or so, and really seeing kind of how it comes down. Definitely, and and in this patch, we are rounding the home stretch. We have two new cards: uh, King Bagurgle. Murgle McGurgle, as I call him. Murgle McGurgle, the King Murloc. Uh, Battlecry and Death Rattle, give your Murlocs plus four, plus four. This is exactly what I'm talking about with having a card that it has a very consistent effect. Um, the Battlecry gives you the, the like 
as played reward, but then the death rattle to me, it it's like Goldrin. Like it's one of those cards that it makes it a card that you want to die. And the fact that it's a 12-6 means that it's not always going to be the first thing that dies. And I think that's also important. This is what I feel is like a really good card. If it weren't for the fact that it's dealing with Murlocs, and Murlocs are already way too strong. Um, nerf Murlocs, that's the new hashtag. Let's let's make, let's get it trending. Come on. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This this is an interesting card. So it's a five star 12-6. And then it has the Battle Cry and Death Rattle. Now, in a lot of games and a lot of the higher level players have been talking about you know, the battle cries and how to use battle cries. And it's just a play the battle cry, sell the battle cry, buy another battle cry, yep. sell that battle cry. You know, it's just a repetition like that. But this one has that death rattle and it also is a murloc. So it kind of, and it's, it's a decent body. So yeah, it makes you want to keep it on board. I did put together a murloc build in one of my two games earlier and did test this. And yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because it fits in a weird you mentioned the health, and I think it's kind of like in between that Goldrin and maybe something stronger, because I kept putting it at the front, hoping that, okay, this would die first, like Goldrin, and then buff all your stuff. But yeah, that six health, and sometimes it wasn't dying. And then I had one one battle where it died last. It's like, well, that's that does me no good. That did not help at all. You know, I've actually had a problem getting Goldrin to die lately. Like, there's been several games where, you know, everyone knows you put Goldrin up front. And I, I think that's kind of a, a strat that I think you have to do it. But at the same time, I don't think you get, you're not going to get the payoff for it as much, especially as people are starting to, you know, understand that more. Like, okay, he's got Goldrin. Let me. Let me make sure that my taunt minion has divine shield, but it has low attack. That way, when Goldrin hits it, it's not going to die. So then all of his minions don't get buffed. And I, I think that that's something that now having these battle cry minions that have high attack, I think that takes the sting out of it. Like if, if my 12 six doesn't die first. You know, yeah, I might be losing 16, 24 damage on the board, but I'm still getting that 12 damage that's going to remain on the board. And I think that's that's just as important. Yeah. And another kind of tricky thing, too, is that, again, talking about that health and a dying is that if especially if you have a full board of Murlocs, you want to buy Cold Light Seer, right? And you want to give them all additional health and get that that buff. Well, then all of a sudden you start buffing the health on this because it's a Murloc too. <laughs> it has the Murloc tag. So all of a sudden you start playing Cold Light Seers and giving giving your board additional health. Well, then this thing never dies. And then you're not getting that buff. So it's kind of a trade-off. Like, do you want to keep this? I, I don't know. It, this is going to be another one again where it's like, well, when do you sell it? Do you just get it for the battle cry and you maybe leave it for a round or two and then get rid of it? Yeah, I, I think that, I don't know, I, I feel like a lot of this, and, and you have to forgive us, they they launched the patch, and I'm sitting there like refreshing my phone, like hoping for an update and not getting it, and then getting home and having to set up for this. So like I said, we're going to have some better uh, ideas next week of what this all means, but let's jump into the last card 
the last new card here, Floating Watcher. Uh, whenever your hero takes damage on your turn, gain plus four, plus four. This is going to be broken. I am calling it now. We're going to see some 24-24 demons out there. And there are just so many cards that and so many heroes. Like you're not going to pick it every single turn, but again, with someone like Lich Bazal, you're gonna you're gonna hit your hero power just above this. Like, who cares about the coin? I want plus four plus four. Yeah, and another thing too is that okay, so this is a three star or three tier minion, and it's an eight eight, and it's also a demon itself. So yeah, it fits right into that, and yeah, plus four plus four without it having to be golden, because uh, a lot of the other buffs, you know, might be plus two plus two, and the golden versions give plus four plus four. So this to have plus four plus four in a tier three spot seems really strong. I actually didn't check this. I'm gonna go check it now. What is the effect of this when it is golden? I I think it's gonna be. Well, as soon as I it, find it, it should just be double because that's how the goldens work, right? It it's double, double stats and double effect. Well, unfortunately, the Blizzard website has not updated it. So, unless someone in chat can tell us, we will have to find out when we do our stream. All right, so let's jump now to. The Tales from the Tavern. Our Tale from the Tavern is from our Discord yet again. The Discord can be found at discord.bobstavern.pub. Great website. You should check it out sometime. But yeah, this Tales from the Tavern comes from Mr. Hollywood via Discord. Um, gonna try to do it some just some actors justice here. That battle bastard is the largest minion I've made yet. I drew and played him early with decent stats. I mean, 20 health is 20 health. Next, I drew Bran and immediately began scheming my glorious victory plan. Like they say, Teamwork makes the scheme work. I feel like he was trying to channel Rafam there, because I don't know if that's what they say. Um, drawing a second battle master, my palms began to sweat as I raced flawed animation times, frantically trying to cycle minions to create space. Why doesn't clicking just cancel the animations? <sighs> there, nailed it. First try. My two Battlemasters, the second brand, empowered three times larger than the first, stood as a testament to my cunning skill and flawless gameplay. Then, unexpectedly, RN Jesus himself appeared before me. Lifting me through the air, he announced loudly, Behold, for he who hath believeth in the triune minion, the almighty Battlemaster, and the holy brand he shall not want. And the third and final Battlemaster appeared, swirling together with the previous two, combining stats and shimmering with gold, slamming it back down on the board with only seconds to spare. I watched in awe as Bran worked his magic on the shiny demon, culminating in the monstrous behemoth seen before you. 
It was the single greatest experience of my Hearthstone Battlegrounds career, preceded immediately by the single worst experience as I watched in horror and disgust the 1-1 Divine Shield Poisonous Murloc casually removed my creation with an unassuming I have to say, this is probably one of the best written things I've read in a long time. (laughs) I agree. It's so good. I loved it. I loved reading it. Shout out to Mr. Hollywood. I absolutely loved it. You can write stories for us anytime you want. Uh, yeah, this is this is why I say Murlocs are busted now. Um, poison, that poison, and the fact that there's only two minion types that have poison. I I think they've got a. They're gonna have to address that. I don't know if it's give more things divine shield. I don't know if it's just remove toxfin, <laughs> but then you only have one thing with poison, and that's also a problem. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to fix that. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting, um, but still a great story, and also the animation times and trying to like slam things down and you know. Get it out there, get it out there, and wait for those animations. Uh, like, I felt every second of that. I mean, that said, Battlemaster, you know, uh, Golden Battlemaster with with triple Battlecry buffs on brand. I mean, that's that's nasty. That's definitely something to, to fear. All right, well... That has been your Tales from the Tavern this week. And if you have a story that you want us to read uh, and maybe throw a little pizzazz on, uh, just like we did for Mr. Hollywood, you can tell us your tale from the tavern uh, in our Discord. Again, discord.bobstavern.pub. So I think that's going to do it. We made it. We made it through all of these notes. Um, Just got a few more things to talk about. One if you enjoy this show, there are a lot of you. I, I'm super excited that this show is taking off the way that it is. Um, if you want to help us continue to grow, as you can tell, uh, Dragon just got new equipment, so we're going to be fixing that stuff. I'm hoping to, you know, maybe get some some good, you know, video presenting stuff for my stream and and make all these things better and plus we still want to do meetups for people in the local area that's that is our big goal is we want to have a meetup at blizzcon next year uh for all of the battleground bob's tavern uh patrons and pub pub attendees but we can't do any of that without you so if you go to patreon.bobstavern.pub you can support us uh, there's multiple tiers, uh, one star minions. It's a dollar a month. You get a shout out on the show and access to the weekly poll that we talked about that helps us put together the show. Of course, our four star minions at $5 a month or more. You get access to the special channels we talked about in our discord, as well as an invite to some play along streams where we play battlegrounds with our fellow patrons. Can't wait to get started doing some of those. That's going to be a blast. Um, and then, of course, if you got it like that and you want to be an endgame boss, 
Uh, you can become one of our six-star minions at $20 or more per month. You get all the perks from below, a shout-out at the end of every episode, and of course, you get the bartender of your choice to do a monthly coaching session with. Uh, right now, that would definitely be Dragon, because she is better at this game than I am. I think she she just thinks a lot more than I do at times. Oh, man, you- thinking hurts sometimes, though. <laughs> I'm telling you. We'll see, because I'm going to be streaming after this, and uh, we're going to try to stream a little bit after each show, one of us maybe, hopefully, uh, hope, probably me in most cases, but that's okay, because Dragon, you stream like all throughout the week, but uh, we're going to try to keep streaming, so if you are not following this show on Twitch, be sure to do so, Bob's Tavern HS, and if you want to know when any of us are streaming, um, you can follow us on both Twitch and Twitter as well as the Bob's Tavern account, um, Bob's Tavern HS on everything. Well, I guess on Twitch and Twitter. I'm at KJY Miller. Dragon, what about you? Um, well, I do just kind of want to add a quick note here as well. Um, you know, we do keep bringing up the the patron. You know, if anybody can't afford to do that kind of stuff, doesn't have the budget, you know, all of that, there are other ways to help us out, you know, joining our discord, retweeting about the show on Twitter, uh, getting on iTunes and giving us, you know, hopefully a five-star review, you know, but giving us those reviews and getting more uh, people to listen to the show in general, you know, those iTunes reviews, the more iTunes reviews we get, the more noticeable we will be in the iTunes store. So it really does help people find the show. So those are some other ways that you can help out, you know, giving us these stories in the Discord, all of that. So so please, by all means, if you cannot support the show financially, then please help us in those other ways. But you can find me uh, on Twitch. Uh, it's twitch.tv slash DK. Uh, Twitter at DonnieDK. That's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K. And... Uh, you can also find me every other week. I put out a podcast for Kaza Voices of the Dusk. It's another card game. And that is Cause I Love It, a Kaza podcast. Uh, so you can also check me out there. And then, yeah, like you said, streaming throughout the weekend, weekends. And be sure to keep up with all the things Amber, Light, Amber Flight Gaming is doing. I am super excited for that. Again, if you want a, an interview where I sit down with Dragon and talk about the who, what, when, where, why, and how uh, behind Amber Flight Gaming, then show me by jumping into Patreon, becoming a member, uh, becoming a patron for us. And of course, I have to give a couple of shout outs. Uh, shout out to at Brian Podcast, Brian Black. Uh, we were talking on Twitter and he actually gave us a shout out on his podcast, uh, the, the Realmcast, which is about all things Blizzard and Blizzard things. So I am super, uh, super happy to, you know, have him as a part of the community. He also put a link to us on his website, helping grow the community even more. Thank you so much, Brian, for that. Also, Coin Concede. Um, super excited. Uh, heard the shout out from them. Also, congratulations to Appa from Coin Concede for making uh, the qualifier the qualifiers and going to Arlington. That is 
absolutely awesome. Congratulations. I know you've worked hard uh, to get to that point. So super excited uh, and definitely cheering for you uh, as you get ready for that. And then one last one that isn't in our notes because I kind of forgot about it. Uh, shout out to Andrew is Living and Wicked Good. Uh, on the standard side of things, they are preparing their uh, regular pre-expansion uh, breakdown, which most of these shows talk about all of the different cards that would come in. Oh, man, they got spreadsheets and charts. and um, It's like a three-hour affair for them getting ready to go through all of these things in a way that very few other people are capable of doing. For those that don't know, uh, Andrew is Living is the host of the longest running podcast uh, for Hearthstone, and that is the Happy Hearthstone podcast. And Wicked Good is uh, one of the community's geniuses in how he is able to just get data and make it just do things. And I, I've learned a ton from both of them. I actually get coaching from Andrew's living uh, every month in my standard games. And yeah, he's going to actually be on the show. Both of them will be on the show at some point. And I promise just one more dragon. You know how we said that we were the uh, longest running battlegrounds podcast. That's right. So, I think we have some competition. <gasps> what? Tavern Tales, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to Battlegrounds. Here's the thing. They tweeted first. We publish first. So, <laughs> there there may be there may be a uh We'll have to we'll have to get in touch with them and see and, and get down to to who can claim the oldest battlegrounds podcast. But a shout out to them. Uh, we're we're joking, you know. The more the merrier. We're happy to have people talking about this. If you can go to Tavern Tales HS, be sure to follow them. Let's get them growing as much as you guys have helped us. I'm super excited for all of that. But Dragon. I've done a lot of talking. I think it's time to to get ready to shut the bar down. Yeah, I think so. I just, before we, you know, give that last call, I do just want to say, you know, you gave a couple shout outs. Yes, again, uh, to Brian Black, formerly known as Roe. Thank you so much for, you know, the shout out on, on your show. That's definitely amazing. And, you know, he tweeted at me that he was going to be doing that. And I was like, fangirling a little bit like whoa that's awesome you know super excited um but just everybody again you know i was blown away by how much support we've gotten and how many people have started listening to the show so for everybody out there that has been listening has tweeted has joined the discord has spread the word you know all of that thank you thank you so much and i hope that we can just continue to grow the show but yeah i think i think that's it for me um yeah are you are you ready to throw out that last call all right everyone it's last call of course thank you so much for listening to this podcast uh 
thank you to Dragon for being a super awesome co-host and helping getting all this stuff off the ground. And of course, thank you for everyone that follows us on Twitter at Bob's Tavern HS, people that follow us on Twitch, also Bob's Tavern HS. Uh, and if you have any questions, comments, ridiculous plays, or things to discuss, do so at podcast at bobstavern.pub. And thank you so much for those that have already rated the show. Uh, if you would like to join their ranks, be sure to do so. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, whatever podcast player you're in. And next week, we have our first interview. And I'm excited because I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm not telling anybody who it is just yet. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll just say there's something afoul going on and I can't wait to have our first guest on and who knows what we're going to talk about I think I think we're just going to let them run wild yeah I think so but yeah I am super excited I have been a fan of his for many many years so yeah I am so excited it's going to be great but that's going to do it for this episode of Bob's Tavern That's it. Bars closed, everybody. Get out. Night. Welcome back to Cena. Now nobody is done. Please leave your weapons outside, Barkai. You know the rules. Welcome, Krasiki. Your dark corner is ready for brooding. Eudora. We have to have a little chat about your tab. I didn't know you were in town, Chew. Still cracking heads? You are a diamond in the rough, Scooch. Always a pleasure.